Hi, friends. Hi, friends. Hi, welcome back to Stacked, the podcast about life and books and life with books. Yes. How are you guys doing? Long time no speak. I know it's been like a almost a year. Yeah. No, like six months, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to exaggerate. Yeah, it's been six months. So how's your 2023 been, guys? Because that's what we're here to talk about today. Mm-hmm. We are going to do a little um, 2023 roundup on what we've read this year, what we've loved this year, what we haven't loved this year. Um, as we obviously all know, it's been a very... what? How to describe this year? I think it's taken a turn. Yeah. And even that... I think, as in, no. No, no, you're right. It has taken a turn. Because, it, yeah, basically, I feel like after October 7th, it's just been, yeah, yeah, kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it feels bizarre to live a, a normal, quote unquote, normal life, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing what is happening in Palestine. Exactly. And just trying to, I, I suppose, get up every day and continue to live, as you were saying, a normal life and pursue, you know, capitalistic interests and you know go to work and all these things that seem so strange to be doing when it feels like the world is burning down right in front of our very eyes Mm. so Mm. that's been fun yeah and thinking about how to be useful and feeling useless Mm. feeling so useless feeling so useless and also I think feeling useless especially because of this massive disconnect we're seeing between the people and the people who are supposed to be governing us yeah um in terms of protecting their own interests before even considering what it is really everybody wants. Exactly. And and also a feeling of having no right to feel useless because mm. actually more than anyone in Palestine, we have the capacity to think yeah. about how we can be responsible. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I mean, personally for me, I think, as we're saying in the latter half of the year it has kind of like informed my reading and what I want to be reading and like why I feel like I should be reading um especially because I think we were quite alike in the sense that one of the ways that we like to learn understand people and cultures through literature the art or like whatever it is that people or a people or a culture produces um so I feel like it's been really important to me to expand my reading Hmm. in terms of that not just like in sense of like learning um the intricacies of like everything that's going on um in gaza and in palestine but more so also for me i wanted to expand my reading around like not just reading i don't know what the word is for it here but not just reading about the conflict itself Personally, for me, I wanted to expand, like, my reading also to just learning about, like, Palestinian culture and Palestinian people through, like, the way that they um, want themselves to be perceived, like, through their own art and through their own, you know, writing and all that kind of stuff. All this to say, guys, that we've added a few Palestinian authors to our lists, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we wanted to share some of them with you guys. And yeah. also share some with us. If you know any, you can always DM us at the Stacked Pod on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but three that people have raised with us are Edward Said, um, Orientalism and the Question of Palestine, both by Edward Said. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, and what's interesting about Edward Said, actually, I think I was saying this to you earlier, is that I had no idea that he was a Palestinian mm. um, author because we read him quite extensively on my literature course, like with Orientalism, because he does write a lot about colonialism and decolonization. Um, and I think when I made that connection, I was like, that makes so much sense that this level of like critical theory on colonialism would obviously come from someone who had such a close personal connection to it and had experienced like such tragedies as a result of it. Um, so yeah, definitely I will be reading The Question of Palestine because I've only ever read like his literary criticism. So I think it'll be interesting to read that as well. Mm. And then I think there was also like Mahmoud Darwish who um, I was recommended like a book of his poetry called In the Absence of Presence, which great title. But also, I think it's going to be, like, really stunning. And you have a fiction one here. Mm-hmm. It is Hala Alian, um, Salt Houses. Have you read it? No, I haven't read it. Mm. So that was also recommended. And mm. I think it's a um, a story about two Palestinian families are kind of just, like, dealing with... I think it spans from the Nakba to probably present day when she wrote it. I'm mm. not sure when they wrote it. But like you said is informed my reading not just to read more about Palestine and the history of Palestine but also about global politics yeah because seeing that play out yeah has been I'm so embarrassed to be in the UK Mm. right now Mm. the way that they're abstaining on all these votes is Mm. all these votes for ceasefires I just find it I don't understand it but same with Malawi actually I mean, Malawi also Liberia actually. <laughs> Malawi's actually always been on the side of colonialists. It's crazy. Like even um, or like on the side of apartheid. Because even when apartheid was going on in South Africa, yeah. Malawi and our president Dr. Kamuzu Banda. I love how you just put his whole government. <laughs> name. I mean, he know. is a president. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, he's done. We He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, at the time, um, was one of the few African countries that sided. I think, like, with the West in terms of like the blockade and like I all that kind of can't. stuff for apart- apartheid South Africa. It's crazy. Colonialism goes deep. Mm. Liberia was put down as a company that company, mm-hmm. a country that voted against the ceasefire mm-hmm. but i feel like that has got to be something to do with like the american the yeah. foreign policy with america and mm-hmm. liberia and 100%. i'm just i'm so interested in in how let me not even infantilize the country because maybe they said we actually are against the ceasefire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i have no respect for but mm-hmm. i'm just interested in global politics in a way that i wasn't before or in a way that i feel like before i became had been apathetic but this yeah. is reminding me that that is not there's good no, enough yeah there's no space for apathy especially because i feel like a lot of the time we feel like we're so far removed from these things like oh it's on these far and distant shores this could never come to our doorstep and it absolutely will <laughs> it can it has and it will it has <laughs> yeah so yes guys free palestine yeah free palestine Okay, so to get started on our reading wrap-up for 2023, as we always do, we're going to start with a quick, what are you reading right now? What are you reading, girl? I'm reading House of the Spirits by... Ooh. My goodness, I'm going to forget. Isabella Allende. Allende, yeah, Allende. I love her. Oh, sorry, I did not even say it with the Spanish. I can't even <laughs> say it for us, girl. Isabel Spanish Allende. A-level queen. <laughs> Don't kill me. 
um, House of the Spirits. I'm rereading it because I'm trying to write something in the third person, mm. but I'm writing it really badly because my, Junior read it. Junior's my brother. He read what I had written and he was like, you're writing it like a bystander. Mm. But third person actually inhabits everybody's kind of body and yeah. knows everything about what's happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting there writing it as as if I'm just I don't know anything and mm-hmm. I'm watching people mm. and it's just not that interesting so mm. I was like I need to read some third person fiction that I love mm-hmm. and yeah I was I made the right choice nice yeah. do you feel like you've already like picked up some like little tips and tricks from reading it I haven't been able to you know how like you understand grammar but you don't understand grammar yeah it's like almost grammar is always like an almost like intuitive like i know that if i was to sit down and like write something i can be like okay yeah but if you ask me like what are the rules of grammar i'd just be like yeah uh. yeah so you, like, you ask me what have you learned i'm like huh <laughs> but i i understand what she's doing mm-hmm. and one thing that she oh, she grabs you from the first page mm. but yeah I, I i love it so much it's one of my favorite books of all time yeah 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 definitely top five mm-hmm what about you? What are you reading? <sighs> okay, so what I'm currently reading is actually Loki going to be a bit of a cheat because <laughs> what I'm currently reading is also part of my top three of 2023 that I'm going to talk about. So I'm just going to mention it really little quickly teaser. here. Quick teaser. Exactly, little tease. <laughs> um, so what I'm currently reading at the moment is Exquisite Cadavers by Mina Kandasami. And Amanda, I'm going to get into it in a moment, but like, I love it. I love it. I can't wait. I love, I love the name. Yeah, me too. I picked it up. I saw the cover, saw the name. I was like, oh, this seems like this seems literally incredible. Um, and yeah, so far it's proved up. It's proved to be like really, really good. And I think it's one of those things where I always, every year, at the end of the year, I panic about how much I haven't read. <laughs> like how I'm not reaching my goals and I'm like oh let me read everything <laughs> and it was one of those and I feel like almost at the end of every year there's always like a little latecomer that comes through and like knocks everyone else off the list and that is ex- exquisite cadavers for me this year okay I love that yeah so we'll get into it okay, so let me tell you about exquisite cadavers I'm actually probably going to buy it for you, Loki. I think it was going to be your present for Christmas. How thick? <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> That's the best thing about it as well. It's tiny. Um, so, Exquisite Cadavers by, like, Mina Kandasami that I'm reading right now. I really love it. It's essentially, like, top form. It's a story about a couple and about their relationship and whatever else. But what I love about it is that as she's telling the story, like, the main text, in the margins of the book, she tells you the story of her writing the story. Wow. Yeah. It's giving David Foster Wallace. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's giving those vibes. So, I remember when I opened it at first, because I hadn't looked through it when I bought it, but then I opened it and I was like, oh, this is interesting, because it's not like she puts it in note form where it's just at the bottom. It's literally in the sides, on the margins. So, I was like, how am I going to read this? Do I read, like, the story of her telling it first, or do I read the actual story first? And it just felt so, like, interactive. I really, really liked that. And I like also that she set out to be so experimental with the storytelling because she said, and I thought you'd relate to this, because she was like, it was her second or third novel, I think. Um, And when she wrote her first novel, which was obviously, she's an Indian woman, I believe. And it was about um, an Indian woman and just exploring kind of like these kind of themes that relate to her life. And she felt that 
um, when critics were like talking about it, they were talking to her as if like the novel was autobiographical or like semi autobiographical, and she was like, she feels like it just it takes away from like her artistic practice so much to just kind of be like, oh okay, so you're obviously writing about yourself, like this must be you, and, like it's really taking away from like all the time that she spent on storytelling and crafting a narrative and all that kind of stuff. So she said that with this novel, she wanted to kind of write. Um, the story of herself, but then also the story itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, do you have it with you? Yeah, yeah. I Can I see it? Me. Because yeah. the, the idea stresses me out. Like, <laughs> what it might look like on page. Yeah, it, it's, it was like a little stressful figuring out how to Guys, read Guys, you first. can't see it, but this cover is exquisite. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, yeah, no, this is not stressful. Mm-hmm. I love that font. Yeah, it's a good font as well. So, yeah, really, really enjoying this one. And I'm only honestly like maybe about 10, 15 pages in. And wow, yeah, she's a I winner. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta it's have like, her. It's the fact that I'm like, Shadi is a. <laughs> I was like, this is so good. I read like the intro and I literally watched like I think three videos of her like just like talking about the writing of this book. And like I feel like when you're that gripped that quickly, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a winner for me. I feel like you're just like me. Like if you like something, you are YouTubing the author mm-hmm. and you need to see them and how they think. Exactly. And like, I want to know everything. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's me. That's my first one. Okay, should we do back and forth? Yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay, so my number one top pick for 2023 is Lucy by Jamaica Kincaid. Shout out Jamaica Kincaid. It was so good. It was so good. It's about, I mean, I've spoken about it before mm. on the podcast when I, like a currently reading moment. Um, and I feel like I won't go into too much detail about it because we might speak about it again. Yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was just about this woman, like a teenager who comes to the States to babysit for this family. Um, and she watches them fall apart. Um, and she she's come. Did I mention she's from the Caribbean? She's from, mm-hmm. she's from the Caribbean. And yeah, I just love that she doesn't come looking at the west as this place like look she doesn't look at them in awe she mm. she looks down on them mm. and she's so bored by them and like she just feels i don't know why she just doesn't i love i just love how disinterested she is in in them and mm. disappointed in mm-hmm. them she is mm-hmm. and she's so and she's so young and like ambitious not in a not even like in a capitalistic way mm. like ambitious for wisdom and like yeah. one of the lines i took away from it uh was what did she say she'll never allow the weather to conduct how she feels or the decisions she makes about her life, mm-hmm. and because there's this woman that she's the woman that she's working with, whenever it's winter, she's like, "Oh, I, I just I can't do anything, and this is terrible." And I obviously Me. relate to that, yeah. <laughs> but f- l- reading the book from the perspective of Lucy, mm-hmm. I'm also looking at that woman like I don't want to be that anymore. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. feels it just feels so. It just feels like a waste of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, time is precious, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my that was my topic. Mm. Actually, so going into my second topic, it's also going to be one that I think I previously spoke about. Um, I'm like a currently <laughs> reading moment, so I love that for us. A little full circle moment. <laughs> I feel like this one you spoke about it every week when oh we were recording. God, I loved it. <laughs> I'm already thinking about re- like reading it again. Um, so my second top book of 2023 is 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth by Jean-Luc Gaulle, which 
I think I spoke about it extensively before, but like obviously again, it's about. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she's my bestie. You she's, said that she's actually my bestie. She's my new literary bestie. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's about um this young woman who grows up in rural China, just like in a little village that she feels like nothing changes nothing is different and she feels quite limited by before she decides to take control of her life and move to Beijing to try and work as an, a film extra um in movies yeah duh <laughs> <laughs> a film extra in movies you know she's bilingual well she decides to work in movies um and I love how she goes from this transition of being like oh she can just work as like a as an extra just a kind of a way of getting away to also being someone who takes complete control of her narrative and turning into a writer and like starting to write the stories or like the things that she wants to see out there in the world so yeah I loved 20 fragments that's definitely my in my top two yeah you you really sold it to me yeah it's yeah. really good yeah. i think you'd really like it i know i'm excited to read it yeah how about you what was your second number two was or is august is a wicked month by edna o'brien yes honesties of horror yeah why don't you tell me about it <laughs> i think i did we <laughs> talked about this no we didn't yeah we did really yeah when because <laughs> i was like well, when you said that you'd read it, I didn't know you'd read it ever before. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on this podcast. No, we haven't. We have. No, because I read it in August. Oh, I read it last yeah. August. That's so funny that we both read it in, in August. In August, yeah. I had I read it while I was on holiday because I was like, it's August, it's my birthday. Yeah. I was like, it's a wicked month. Yeah, I'm screaming. I, yeah, I bought it in, <laughs> what's that bookstore that everyone loves that they hold the bag? Don't. There we go. <laughs> Don't books, cheap side, shouts out. Mm-hmm. Um, bought it there. And I remember because I was holding it and I ran into a friend. She's like, what book are you reading? I was like, August is wicked. She's like, it's August. So cool. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really good book. It's about this woman who's newly divorced. Yeah. Um, and they have a young son. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. she goes on holiday. Which is why I read it on holiday. <laughs> in August. <laughs> and honestly, it's, it's, giving, it's giving drama. Mm-hmm. It's giving... Like ex- the writing is so good, mm-hmm. it's giving feminism. Mm. It's it's honestly everything. Like you know, like what's that thing? If there was a scoreboard and it's like she was a gymnast mm-hmm. and it was like form, um, creativity, <laughs> or tens across tens the board. across the board. Thank you. <laughs> Not me breaking this down this way. No, yeah, yeah tens, tens across, across the board, the board. I, and and it was short. Yeah, and it was giving heat as well. Like there was something about that book that just lends itself to like so I, I, I don't know if it's just like the title but like it just gave heat hotness summer heat yes yeah. and it also was a, so well described that I sometimes felt like I could I was her yeah I exactly see what she could see mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was by the pool I was by the pool I saw the stars <laughs> in the south of France yeah <laughs> it is it is an amazing achievement yeah of a, of a book and um, I, I picked I saw the author's name because Maya Andrew loves her so mm. I was like, sure, if if Maya rocks with her, then mm-hmm. I rock with her. Yeah. And Maya didn't fail me. <laughs> no, shout out to the Irish authors, man, honestly. Okay. And then... Final three. What was your final... Yeah. So my final pick. one. Hmm. Yeah, my final pick oh, for 2023 was a book called Bailey's Cafe by Gloria Naylor. Great name. Bailey's Cafe or Gloria Naylor? Gloria Naylor. Yeah. <laughs> Naylor? I hardly know her. Um, <laughs> yeah, so 
Bailey's Cafe by Gloria Naylor. So it's kind of like um, this is like these like loosely intertwined stories, but like it's also like a long form narrative. But you're kind of like introduced to all these really bizarre, strange characters who have all somehow found themselves at this place called Bailey's Cafe that seems to be like outside of time and space. Like apparently this cafe can just show up wherever um, it wants, like when people need to find it, essentially. Mm. Um, so it's kind of got this like vaguely magical, surrealist kind of like feel to it. Mm. But and then it just kind of like goes into their lives um, of like each character, how they've ended up there. And it's like really strange character. Like there's a woman called Eve who runs um, like a halfway house for women like who've been in abusive situations mm. or who've had to run away from whatever. Um, but then also at the same time, it's a whorehouse. So it's like... <laughs> giving gateway drug. <laughs> it's giving madam. But, <laughs> but she's also really helpful. I mean, she gives them a new lease on life. And they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. Okay. But like, it's, it's so it's just like this group of like really fantastical characters and like these really um, strange stories, really, um, that I really, really enjoyed. It kind of remind, reminded me of Before the Coffee Gets Cold by... Yeah, which I didn't actually particularly enjoy. Like, for me, it was like I got everything that I wanted from Before the Coffee Gets Cold in Baby's yes. Cafe. Because the, the concept yeah, for the Before concept the coffee, so coffee Gets Cold is mm-hmm, so good, but mm-hmm. this the execution is... Yeah. Yeah. I think it was okay, but it was just like... I don't think the execution matched the concept mm. in my mind. Like, that's I, actually I my biggest fear as a writer. let down. Really. Like that's every writer. Like you have this thing in your head and you, you're trying to get it on paper. and then... Yeah, and you can't execute. Yeah, God yes. loves a trier though. God does love a trier, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is why that book did so well. Yeah, haven't really they, like, well. Yeah, hasn't yeah. there been like two sequels now? Couldn't tell you. Something like that, I yeah. think. It's a shiny book that I see around a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. no, yeah, so... Um, Bailey's Cafe by Gloria Naylor. I really want to read a lot more from her just because I really liked how she kind of blended like the normal everyday with like this kind of like supernatural elements Mm. and um, yeah, those characters as well. Really interesting. What was your third and final? My third and final um, is Chess by, I don't know if it's Stefan Zweig or Steven Zweig. Mm. I don't know. Looks like Stefan. Yeah, but I don't know if in Germany they would say, but I don't know. Because the person who recommended him as an author said Stephen to me mm, okay. but they could be wrong they could be wrong absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah it's, it's a book about chess it's like super I don't. I think this one is like particularly is this I don't know who would like this except me mm. I is could, it literally about chess yeah like I wouldn't recommend it to anyone <laughs> I, I'm not interested in chess so I'm not saying you have to love chess but you have to just like words mm, okay. the story's not going anywhere you're not <laughs> you're not you're not there's no ride yeah um he's just writes so well maybe read beware of pity if you want some more drama from him and good writing but chess is just a small book about um yeah two chess players and kind of like the the theory behind playing chess Mm. and how chess players engage with it because Mm. it's also a matter of not just technical ability but you know like kind of when you're playing um poker Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of strategy like a mental game, yeah. yeah, that kind of thing, strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're into if you're into that stuff, or just kind of if you're into chess, or just good writing with no plot, mm-hmm. 
then you would love it because I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I think Stephen Stefan is vague is just an amazing writer who really understands human beings. Mm. I'm going to look up like Beware of Pity because that sounds quite interesting. I think you'd love that one. Yeah, yeah. That, that is speaking to me yeah. immediately. Okay, so top three. Actually, so before we go on, did you have any honourable mentions? Honourable mentions? Huh. Maybe you go first while I think. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, I just realised that I have, like, one book that I do actually want to mention as my honourable mention, um, as one of my favourite books of 2023, and that is going to be the Julia Fox autobiography. Have you read it? Loved it. I'm not going to lie. It was Jack so Jack Edwards said if she was accurate when she said, it's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was. She wasn't mm. lying. I'm sorry. And like, you know, like I'm not big on like autobiographies or like anything like that. Um, mm. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it on audiobook, like as an audiobook. Did she record that it? That she narrates oh, herself. Yeah. I, I was her. like, wow, chef's kiss. I'm a big fan. This is perfect. I'm a big fan now mm. too. Like, I think she's so smart. She's kind of funny. And also, she seems really sincere. Exactly what I was going to say. Like, she's honest. Yeah, she's honest. Maybe we, she could be lying to us. I don't know the lady. <laughs> but <laughs> she comes across, like you say, very sincere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate someone who lives their lives so, like, so authentically and tries at every moment to always just be herself and nothing else. Yeah. Like, I can't hate on that at all. Um, also, she has lived five lives. Honestly. She's lived five of them. It's crazy. Like, reading that book or, like, listening to it or whatever, I was like, at certain points, she'd literally say the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it would be like, and then, you know, me and my friends, like, you know, ran away for two weeks and we did blah, 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 blah. And then the next chapter would be like, and then on my 13th birthday, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, Amanda. No shouts out. No, Amanda. A life. A life, okay? I've literally watched so many of her YouTubes. Like, <laughs> and the things that I've heard, like Dominatrix. Like, yes. This is just from YouTube, but she's yes. talked a lot about her. Exactly. Going, like, going to jail. Yeah, going and to jail. Even, being on the run e- with a escaped. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But even when she mentions going to jail, mm-hmm. she talks about how she manages to, to like avoid um, like long-term jail mm. um, and she says it's probably because I'm white mm-hmm. and like if I was a black girl mm-hmm. they wouldn't have been yeah. as gracious yeah, literally. and I just the awareness mm-hmm. anyway yeah love exactly her. the self-awareness yeah. I love the bits like um, about Kanye as well I think she was so fair to him um, so I mean she, d- she doesn't even mention his name he's literally referred to as just like the artist um, through the whole thing and he's actually just like one in a line of Many. Terrible men. But, mm. you know, who among us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that. I also yeah. want to add that, I, so I'm not the biggest fan of audiobooks, mm. but I love reading, listening to audiobooks by, audiobooked, also autobiographies. Yeah. Because they're usually written, but read? Oh my gosh, English. <laughs> English. They're usually um, read by... The people themselves mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that just feels way more fun yeah and it feels so personal as well yeah. i'm like not you telling me about your life yeah and then what girl <laughs> no literally <laughs> and then other things that are really good is there are a lot of books that are actually just com- seminars compiled mm. so when you get the audiobook you just get to hear yeah. a few lectures so mm-hmm. sh- people who don't like to listen to books 
I think those are a good place to start. Yeah, that's actually what I'm... And also, shout out to Spotify, because obviously they've put, like, audiobooks on Spotify now. And wow. just, like, with Spotify Premium, you get about 15 hours. Not, you know... Not Audible, you're going to let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah. And also, like, not this free fucking Spotify ad. Um, Honestly... But no, like it's actually been it's it's changed some things for me. I'm not gonna lie because you're right. It's almost the best way to listen to me, like to nonfiction for me. Yeah, because yes. you're right. This is the only way I I read nonfiction books. I listen to them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this is a lecture, so just read it to me. <laughs> we can go I'm on not that alone. Way. I'm with you. Exactly. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> No, exactly. So shout out Spotify oh, <laughs> for that. So funny. <laughs> um, honorable mention for me probably is um, Night Bloom. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it was one of those books. I love books that when I read them, they put me back in the space I was when I was in high school, and I would mm. stay up all night reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I just read it in one sitting. Yeah, like sat, read it. Yeah, and I love books that can do that. Same. Um, we'll talk more about Night Bloom because if you follow us on Instagram, mm. um, you would have known that we've done a live show um, with the author piece Adzo Medie. So, yeah, I loved I loved Night Bloom. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I got through it. I inhaled that book as well. Yeah, yeah I inhaled it. Makes real me quick. feel young. Yeah, it did. It gave me kind of like you know, um, it felt like when, as you're saying, we were younger and I just started reading Shubhamanda. Actually, like it gave me that kind of like feeling yeah, yeah yeah so it was great I, I think it was the feeling of like really being or like reading characters that um come across as like really seen understood like really well fleshed mm. and like yeah just perfect for their context so yeah shout out peace okay so with that being said, I would love to know what, like, your main takeaways from, like, your reading or, like, from just this year in general have been for you. I'm going to go with reading. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about the year could get quite deep. Yeah. Um, I think I have been honest from the beginning that this I've been struggling with reading mm. because I've been, I feel like, Instagram and Netflix have broken my brain mm. and I have to retrain myself mm. to read again. And so I've been doing that very actively and honestly shouts out again to Dawn Cheapside Books. It's it's just the, the bookstore near where I work. Um but the collection is so good. Mm. The curation is so good and even the way that they present the books so that you can find them. Mm. Like I that's how I found August is a wicked month. I just wouldn't have I don't know it in my mind. So it's really important that if there's like interesting books out there that they are kind of yeah. displayed. Yeah. Um, and also that it's not always just like the same books over and over same again. Same authors. Yeah. Like, yeah come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Just stop. Yeah. Come up with something else. Yeah. So I feel, I feel like that Dawn in particular feels very, like I find loads of books I just haven't heard of before. Mm. Also by authors I know are good, but I, they're not at the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been also doing this thing where I there's a what's the the Waterstones in Piccadilly Circus? They mm-hmm. have a table just called like for novellas. Oh, nice! I just go straight there. Mm-hmm. This year I've gone straight there, mm-hmm. and they have never failed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna keep up that practice actually of going to to find novellas. Mm-hmm. I I like them. I think that they are 
really they're not a short story but they're not like a mm-hmm. a long novel mm-hmm. um and they really tidied me over when i really struggled mm-hmm. so i'm really i want to keep up that practice yeah um and then what else I want to stop. Maybe I'm going to talk about life. I, w- <laughs> I really want to chill on the Instagram and the Netflix because yeah. I cannot focus. Mm-hmm. I cannot focus. Yeah. And it, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it feels like, it just feels strange to not be able to sit and do a task for more than 15 minutes straight without yeah. trying to distract myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like needing that endorphin hit real quick like to tide I you just, over. It doesn't feel... Um, Healthy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that. Mm-hmm. Another thing I started this year, shouts out to Moleskin. I bought a book journal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, I've been writing down, every time I finish a book, I mm-hmm. write it down. Mm-hmm. And I it has like, let me see. has like notes, memorable quotes, thoughts okay. and impressions. Is it a dedicated book journal yeah. from, from Moleskin? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, so that. Oh, I love this. Really good just a good way to remember because I always forget the books I've read yeah mm-hmm. so, yeah no when when we sat down today to kind of like do top threes I couldn't I couldn't remember what I've read this year <laughs> <laughs> genuinely I was like what what did I read yeah what did I read I knew I read chess but I didn't even know if I read it this year mm, yeah exactly exactly yeah, so, so I, yeah so, so that and then we talked about this already but mm. this the idea of um having reading goals yeah mm-hmm. and trying to stick to them yeah and remembering what I want to learn. Mm-hmm. So, guys, I talked a lot about reading some nonfiction, but <laughs> <laughs> I just, I started it and I was just thinking, this is not interesting. This is not fun. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's the drama? <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate where's you. the surrealism? <laughs> it was just so real. Yeah. <laughs> You're like stats and figures. Oh, <laughs> make it up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I would like to front load some tough books this year. Yeah. And just remember that sometimes reading is tough, mm-hmm. and it's not always. Sometimes it's not for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sometimes it's not for fun. Because when we started this podcast, and I think it's in our bio, I think it says something like reading is more than just a hobby; it's a necessity. Yeah. Um. Or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I need to remember that it's kind of it's an important thing to do, and it's not always just for escapism and fun. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's those are my main reflections. Nice. What about you? Um, I think I'm definitely with you there on like the reading goals thing because I'm not gonna lie previously in previous years I always do I set myself a reading goal I try and like track my reading Tapor is the best reader (laughs) used to be it's been one year you had one tough year who's that lady (laughs) I don't remember remember. (laughs) it was literally last year like but like this year because I really tried to be like a laissez-faire girl I was like oh reading goals are so like you know limiting like just read as and when you want I did not read a thing (laughs) (laughs) so I think one of my okay I did not read a thing like that's dramatic but like I did not like as in, she maybe usually read like a hundred. Oh my god, no! Oh, you don't. Oh, a hundred? I'm not joking. I have you on a, a pedestal right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think when I'm when I'm when I'm not reading, I'm like, but Zipporah's read four this week. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I better do. I better do half. Oh god, that sounds boring. Because Lord knows. I mean, usually I would definitely do about like forty. That is to good. Fifty. Like that something really like that, good. right? But like this year, honestly, I would be surprised if I cracked twenty five. I'd be surprised. I'd pat myself on the back, like. <laughs> genuinely but um yeah because I didn't hold myself to a reading goal I was just kind of like I'm gonna read as and when I didn't really have any structure to my reading because I I thought that I I thought I, thought I was that girl <laughs> I thought I was that girl but I'm finding out that I'm not so I think my main takeaway is just um yeah, to be more structured with my reading in mm. the next year, which I think I'm going to have to be anyway, because, you know, I see little teas, but we've got so much, um, so much coming up, which means lots and lots of reading for us. So it's back to being like a practice, like yeah. a daily practice and not like, oh, just when you feel like a girl. That's actually, it's been really helping me preparing for season three. Yeah. Because I've been reading a lot yeah, for that. E- exactly. Yeah. And then I think also because like I started a new job that's like way more demanding. So it's like most days I have to make myself read, you know, because I'm, I get home from like work or whatever and I'm tired. I want to like relax. Like you're saying Instagram, Netflix, like I want to do things that are going to be quick hits of like, you know, joy or whatever. And like, for whatever reason, reading hasn't been that for me recently. And I just kind of want to get back to that place. I think that's what the world wants. (laughs) (laughs) Why would reading be that for you? Reading is never going to be that for you guys. It's not a quick hit. Yeah, exactly. It's not a quick hit. And we're, we're like all at the moment, I think, training our brains in a way that makes you only want those quick hits. Those like super quick, um, little bits of joy mm. where you can grab them as and when you know or like distraction or escapism um especially when it's like external you're watching something like it doesn't really leave much room for anything else in your brain yeah you know whereas like when you're reading it's it's a lot of reflection it's a lot of you know your it's a lot of internal thought so sometimes that's not as fun and i felt like it's it's felt more challenging or like more burdensome this year just because of like everything that's been going on um, but yeah, nah, gotta get back to it. Yes. Yeah, so, are we setting reading goals in 2024? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. 100%. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. And I'm, I'm getting out of the way, the tough ones. Yeah. Like, the big, there's some non-fiction books on politics and also just the internet mm-hmm. and that stuff that I really need to read. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think I like your um, idea about front-loading, like, your hardest reads for the year, like, mm-hmm. at the very beginning, because January is when I always have the most motivation really yeah i'm like i this year new year new me like all that i love your (laughs) self-talk voice (laughs) i know she's always american yeah but i love her she's a vibe oh but yeah so also also this year i forgot about delayed gratification Mm. and i feel like i constantly go through the day like oh i need a treat Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you did that i need a treat yeah and sometimes the treat is that you keep you did that and then the future the treat is in the future, yeah. like training yourself to, I don't know, wait for the good stuff. Like going going to the gym doesn't mean I need a burger at the end of the week. <laughs> it's like the treat is health. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the treat was health.
Thank you so, so much for tuning in today and joining us for our 2023 wrap-up. Yeah. This was our first one. I, we should do this more. Yeah, we should, definitely. Yeah, loved, mm-hmm. loved doing that. We can make this a yearly tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. How is that the first time we're saying this? <laughs> this whole thing. But Merry Christmas to yeah, everybody else. Merry Christmas, guys. <laughs> and um, Happy New Year, because yeah. I don't think we'll speak to you until then. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but look out for our next episode, which will be the live recording mm-hmm. of the interview we did with Peace Medier on Night Bloom. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at The Stacked Pod. Please join our little book community. Please DM us any mm-hmm. recommendations, yeah. any book requests, mm-hmm. or just a chat. We love DMs. We're online, mm-hmm. as we've said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's going to be us for this episode. This has been stacked. And remember, guys, especially for the last time this year, pick up a book. Bye.